When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TV, comics, movie stars, hit singles and some toys. It's trivia and dirty jokes, an evening with the boys. Once is never good enough for something so fantastic. So here's another Gilbert and Franks. Here's another Gilbert and Franks. Here's another Gilbert and Franks. Colossal classic. You okay, Hi, everybody? <laughs> Hi! Are you Uncle Don? Are you, are you radio's Uncle Don? Yeah. <laughs> That'll hold us little bastards. Uh, um, yeah. They, they, uh, yeah, that's how his career ended. That's the rumor. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, I'm Gilbert Gottfried. I'm here with my co-host Frank Santo Padre, and this is Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal obsessions. And we've got the old blind black singer from down south who still performs, although in the final stages of Munchausen syndrome by proxy. He's oh, suffering wow. Munchausen syndrome by proxy and still goes out. Wow. By proxy. (laughs) By proxy. That is a weird affliction for a jazz man. (laughs) Very, very specific. Welcome, Paul. I I retained all of my anatomy this week, which usually isn't the case. We're also here, you forgot to say, we're here at Earwolf Studios with uh, our fab engineer. Your favorite guy, Frank Verderoso. Oh, that he lost so many of our shows. Oh, stop. (laughs) Well... How are you, Paulie? Not too bad, Frank. How are you? Good. How's the Munchausen? Gilbert? Everything okay? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you sure he doesn't yeah. have Baron yeah. von Munchausen? The, the <laughs> it's the proxy that gets you, I'm telling you. Do we have any <laughs> housekeeping this week? Yes. I got to say a, a, a tremendous thank you for everyone who's saying, uh, uh, well, one guy, I think his name's uh, John Wilson, and he said... Not if, his real name. Yeah, he said, <laughs> "If if I see the new Aladdin and Gilbert Gottfried is not in it, I can't be held responsible for what I do in the theater." <laughs> wow, <laughs> tough and, talk. And one other guy agreed with him and said, uh, "Yeah, Americans have stood by and let too much injustice." So there's a live action Aladdin. Is that what's in the works? So yeah. So every one of you, I've been getting so many uh, emails and tweets saying that oh, you know that the parrot has to be in that. Every one of you, thank you, thank you, thank you. 
I just want to point out that in the new teaser trailer for the live-action Aladdin movie, one of the first shots you see, the establishing shot, is a parrot coming into frame and flying toward the cave. And I even thought I heard the sound that we're used to. Uh, but then I looked it up and I could not find a single mention of that character, no mention of Yago on IMDb at all. Fascinating. Oh. Gilbert, call your attorney. I was hoping maybe you were secretly popping up in it or something. Yeah. Wow. Like in a giant parrot suit. <laughs> <laughs> Has it come to that? The giant parrot suit? And someone else tweeted... Uh, an, an Aladdin without Gilbert is all kinds of stupid. It's like a day without sunshine, <laughs> yes. as Anita Bryant used to say. I'm sure we have other things to thank people for. You should probably thank uh, our guests, David uh, Fanto and Tom Johnson, for bringing you lovely gifts. They brought me a singing Bob Hope Christmas ornament. <laughs> yeah. It's got a, a scary little figure of Bob Hope in his golf pants or yep. whatever. Does a couple of jokes and say it, it's one of those gifts that's both great and horrifying at the same time. Yes, yes, but it was very nice of them to bring it. It was very it nice. Wasn't it quite as good as a Jack Frost talking? Uh, yes, they brought <laughs> me a Jack Frost, uh, uh, like a DVD of Jack Fantastic. Frost. Fantastic. Which, which you. All of you owe yourself to see. We're Bob recording Hope. this on on Monday the 15th, also the day that our Ron Friedman episode went up, and it's becoming, it's already proven quite popular. They, yeah, they love that one. One of the funniest episodes. Thank you, Ron, and thank you, Gino, for making that happen. We did... And, and go, yeah, go we, yeah, we did a Frankenstein. We did Frankenstein. We did, because it's Halloween month, and we did a worst of, uh, worst Frankenstein movies ever made, and yeah, boy... But- Frankenstein and the Spaceman. Frankenstein and the Space Monster. I think we did Frankenstein. What was the Japanese one? Oh, oh yes. Uh, yeah, I forget. There were so many bad ones. Frankenstein on Zombie Franken- Island. Frankenstein and Zombie. Frankenstein <laughs> Island. Frankenstein and the and the Souls of the whatever the hell it was. The Circus. Horrible, the horrible. Circus of Souls. Really terrible Frankenstein movies. And you came alive. And and I am proud to say I like got an A plus. You did. You did. I've see. I saw. Every single one of those Frankenstein movies. That's sad. And and I and I knew the plot. I knew the other actors in it. I was very excited. I think we observed at that point what just thinking about what you might have become if you hadn't spent all that time yes, watching all yes. those movies. <laughs> if I knew, if I had knowledge that was really useful, right. what and I could have done. Our, our pal James Karen was in one of them. In yes. fact, I got to talk to James yesterday. Oh, great. Yes, he's still, he's, he's still talking about that movie all these years later. He's, he's hysterical. A lovely man. Adore him. And I thought you you came alive last week. You were so excited. <laughs> the, the person, the producer of the month, Sean Liu, who originally pitched us this producer of the month idea, yeah. pitched it as Frankenstein, worst Frankenstein movies and worst Dracula movies. Yes. I knew we would only have time to get to the Frankenstein movies. I hope I, was I know the correct. Dracula ones a quarter of as well. Okay. As the, yeah. We're going to we're going to do our best. We're going to start, and I had Raybone do a little research on these. We're going to start with something called Dracula's Daughter. Okay. From 1936. Uh, she had an assistant played by this actor, Irving Pinchel. That's good. <laughs> Already and, he's too obscure. Irving Pinchel. Yeah, and, and he had, he looked, he basically looked like Joel Gray in Cabaret. He played Sandor. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And what? The the thing that stands out about Dracula's daughter that was done in the 30s, yeah. 
there's like a a big lesbian element to the movie. Interesting. That was not in my notes. Yeah, because there's one part where I think Dracula's daughter saying, you know, she's an artist or photographer and she brings a model, a girl model, and there's a definite heavy undertone of lesbianism. Very interesting. Right. He, I happen to have something in my notes that follows that up. Go ahead. The Countess, there's a, there's a scene, uh, a lesbian-tinged scene, in which the Countess holds Janet captive, and in, they engage in what has been known as the longest kiss never filmed. Countess Zaleska hovers l- lovingly over Janet, hovers and hovers and slowly descends. That must be what Gilbert's referring to. Yes. Janet. That's yes. it. That's it. Wow. That's, that's more this, than lesbian tinge. Yeah. I think that's that, right on. There is a heavy lesbian uh, Maybe that's what undertone. they mean by she gives you that weird feeling, which it says on the poster. <laughs> oh, <laughs> excellent. I don't think I knew this actress, uh, uh, by the way, this... Um, Gloria Holden. No relation to William no. Holden. Oh, and it, as always, Hollywood insulted Beta Lugosi like crazy. Yeah. They had a wax Bela Lugosi corpse. That I knew. Yeah. And it's like, come on. Yeah. Why didn't he do it? Did he want too much money? No, I think they, they just love fucking him over, yeah. it seemed like. It's the last horror film, uh, the last universal horror film made under Uncle Carl. Carl, uh, under the supervision yeah, of, uh, of Carl Emley. There's definitely lesbian stuff going on in that here's film. Some, uh, here's some great trivia. Uh, this is what I found. I don't know if this is BS. This was on IMDb. That, that Bela was supposed to be in it with Jane Wyatt. Oh, <laughs> Jane Wyatt. <laughs> wow. Of all people, playing Dracula's daughter. And Do- Dr. Garth was to be played by, drumroll please, Cesar Romero. So, oh, my God. Oh, my God. See, now that, that, we have to verify a movie this. That killed you that they didn't make it that way. Yeah, one. we have Leonard Malton coming back, and we'll ask him what he knows about that to, to try to verify that. Uh, also, Hedda Hopper turns up in this movie. Oh! Which is also very strange. The only person to re- to reprise his role is Edward Van Sloan. Oh, no, that's right. From the, Dracula. Uh, Von Helsing. Yeah. So and had- and um, and I think the music was done by K.D. Lang. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> K.D. Lang. Did that turn up in your notes, Paul? It did not, but uh, yes. Gilbert's often ahead of the notes. Now, it may be fighting words to call this a bad Dracula movie, and I haven't seen it in a number of years, okay. and I know Gilbert's going to raise a fist to me, but this is Son of Dracula okay. with Chaney Jr. Okay, see, now this is a weird one. Count Alucard. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, there's no bigger Lon Chaney Jr. fan than me. We know. But he he really wasn't the guy to play Dracula. No, clearly not. He's this big chubby guy from Colorado, <laughs> and he's he's got that, he's got a Western accent that yep. keeps coming out. <laughs> And they try to make, they try to put white in his hair and a little mustache. But, he, you know, he, he they should have written him in as like the assistant of Dracula who brings him his coffin. But, but no, that's usually played by a dwarf. Yeah, yeah. Yes. As you pointed out last week. <laughs> but, yeah, it, and it's an interesting film. Oh, oh it's got... um. It's got Evelyn one, Anchors. Yeah, it, and it's got one guy. Oh God, read another. Uh, camp- George Irving. Yeah. Patrick Moriarty. Yeah. J. Edward Bromberg. Bromberg. Yeah. Oh, okay. he was the guy that was blacklisted. Yes, and he that, killed himself. Yeah, that Lee Grant was eulogizing, and that's how she found she found herself in red channels. 
Oh yeah, yeah. There's some yeah, podcast trivia. He 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 killed himself because yeah, he, was, he blacklisted. was on the blacklist. Yeah. Uh, but there are, there are interesting parts of Son of Dracula. I haven't seen it in years. Uh, one where they uh, the girl's standing behind Cheney and they shoot at him, and of course the bullets go through him and kill the girl. So that's an interest. There's one where smoke appears and he just appears in the room or he's in the coffin and the coffin floats. So there's interesting things. Notably, the first film where a vampire is actually shown physically transforming into a bat. Yes. On screen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember seeing it and I remember Cheney being wrong. Yeah. Oh, totally for, wrong. For, for Dracula. It was kind of like, you know, when John Wayne was in The Warrior. Yeah. Uh, uh, but... Oh, the Conqueror. John the Wayne Conqueror. playing. Yeah, John Wayne playing Genghis Khan. Also, uh, in the movie, I think it's like they show like the the woman or the guy really wants to get bitten by the vampire so they can have eternal life. What was the thing about Alucard when you and Dara were picking out uh, yes, baby that, names? That's his name. Yeah. Uh, Dracula's name in the movie is Alucard. Which, if you hold it against the mirror, you'll see it's Dracula backwards. And you you figure, is Dracula that stupid that he's just going to turn his name backwards? Why not come up with a totally, you know, hi, I'm John Smith. Or Phil the Midget. Yeah, which we Phil had last the Midget. Week. Yeah. Hi, I'm Phil the Midget. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he's Al... So, when our son was born, <laughs> Max. Uh, we had to come up with a middle name for him. And uh, <laughs> Did you hear this story before, Paul? Yeah. And, uh, and Dara had like an uncle or something named Aaron. And so she wanted a name. And I said, no, if it's A, it should be Alucard. <laughs> Max Alucard Gottfried. Yes. It almost happened. Count Alucard. <laughs> and then he couldn't see his reflection in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> so this kicked off uh, the following year. The Dracula-related series continued with House of Frankenstein. And yeah. eventually, and House of know, Dracula. There's, there's a trivia question. Both with Carradine. Question, Carradine. Yeah. yeah. Father yeah. of a Father podcast of a, guest. For a former podcast yeah. and, guest, and, Keith Carradine. And Lon Chaney was way too, like, chubby an actor to be Dracula. A big, too bulky. Too, yeah. too, too, too big. Like, how did he How did he get on light weight from drinking blood? Also, Lugosi was an impossible act to follow. Yeah. Chaney Sr., interestingly, never got to play count because he died uh, yeah, in 1930. They, they were planning. Yeah, which is what opened the door for Lugosi in the they first place. They were planning for Cheney, and then there was talk of Conrad Veet. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. From, so There's also there's a link to another movie that you like, I think, probably in your top five Desert Island yeah. movies. Uh-oh. Uh, the famous arrival of Dracula's Coffin by Train was reprised in what movie? Oh. Well, I think they used that in, in Langella's Dracula. Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Of course, well, that too. That is one of your absolute favorites. Oh, he loves it. So, yeah, as as much as I'm a Cheney fanatic, he was so wrong for for the part (laughs) of Dracula. Okay, good, because I thought you were going to throw a punch at me. No, I couldn't defend this. (laughs) Okay. And it was like, it felt very low budget. 1943. So we're going to go in chronological order this time, which we didn't do last week. Uh, and this movie came up last week, and oh, that was yes, Billy the Kid yes. versus Dracula. John Carradine. <laughs> what do you remember about this masterpiece? 
I just remember it was John Carradine. See, and I always think of the two of them because the two work together, Cheney and Carradine. Yes. And I always thought, you know, Cheney is like the angry, miserable, sad drunk. And John Carradine looked like he was a drunk that was fun to hang out with. A champagne drunk. Yes, Yeah, he was yes. classy. He looked like, like, let's hang out with John Carradine. He's bombed. Well, we were we were doing Bad Frankenstein movies last week, which we hope you heard. And Billy the Kid versus Dracula <laughs> somehow came up. <laughs> directed by the infamous William One-Shot Bodine. Oh, yes. Who yeah. we, who we have he, talked about. Because he was one of those actors... Uh, you know, the camera directors, exp- you mean? Oh, one of those yeah. directors. I mean, he was one of those directors. The camera could have blown up in the middle of the scene and he would have been like, oh, good enough. Good enough. Well, here <laughs> you go. This and Jesse James meets yeah, Frankenstein's a- daughter, where we, which we talked about last <laughs> week, were both shot in eight days <laughs> at the Cor- Corriganville Ranch at Paramount Studios in mid-65. Um, they were the final feature films of director William Oneshot Bodine. Bodine. I was trying to, he also directed another favorite that Gilbert and I talked about, which is Bella Lugosi meets a Brooklyn no, Gorilla. Yes, uh, with, with, Sammy, with Sammy Petrillo and Duke Mitchell. That's his real, uh, that's his real masterwork. Yes. The film centers, we were trying to figure out the plot last week. The film centers <laughs> on Dracula's plot to convert Billy the Kid's fiance, Betty Bentley, into his vampire bride. Dracula impersonates Bentley's uncle and calls himself Mr. Underhill, and he schemes to make her his vampire bride while a German immigrant couple come to work for her and warn Bentley that her uncle is indeed a vampire. Uh, and I don't know what the rest of it is very, very strange. That's, that's, you notice how brilliant and tight that writing is. There's not one wasted word. Really strange. <laughs> Harry Carey Jr. turns up in oh. a kill. Harry Carey. Yeah, yeah. And, there, and in that movie, you... You know, you just see photos of Carradine in that movie, and you know he was shit faced morning till night. <laughs> yeah. Paying the rent. Yeah. <laughs> Paying the Keith, bills. Keith Carradine saying his father had aspirations to Shakespeare. This his father was a Shakespearean yeah. actor. Yeah. yeah, and of course he was in Ford, John Ford Stock Company. He yeah. did some wonderful yeah. stuff. You know, Grapes of Wrath and uh, uh, many other pictures. But people think of Stagecoach, but people think. At least people yes. who listen to this show yes. think of Billy the Kid versus Dracula. That was 66. Oh, and who was Billy the Kid in that again? I believe it was the immortal Chuck Courtney. Ah, he was good. <laughs> he was excellent. <laughs> Chuck Courtney played Willie the Kid, Bonnie, Billy the Kid, Bonnie, and John Carradine as Count Dracula. The rest of the cast I never heard of. Richard, <laughs> Richard Reeves, who I believe was a strong man or a former oh. wrestler. We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast after this. Discover why critics are calling Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes the best film of the franchise. What a wonderful day! It's a jaw-dropping spectacle that demands to be seen on the biggest screen possible. I need to go. Hang on. It is our time. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Anyway, we're going to jump to 1974 and Ooh. our first official comedy on the list. Does does the name Old Dracula mean anything to uh, you? David Niven. You bet. And there was a, a black comedian. Teresa actress. Graves. The late, uh, yes, the late Teresa yes. Graves. 
And uh, all I remember, other than it was a horrible fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there, there's like one line where she's talking about, oh, I think it's that he's, she's his bride. She's black and yes. she bites some black person and she becomes black. Let me read it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Count Dracula is an old vampire who, because of his advanced age, is forced to host tours of his castle to get new victims and in an attempt to revive his long-lost love, Vampira, which, was, by the way, was the original title of this. Oh. The studio changed it to Old Dracula to try to capitalize on the success of Young Frankenstein. Oh, okay. Uh, he has Dracula sets out to collect blood from the bevy of Playboy playmates living at his castle, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. However, one of the playmates whose blood is drained is black, which turned the revived Vampira into a black woman. I don't understand this at all. It was sort of a racial comedy, but it was also a horror comedy. It, it, it was those movies trying to be hip at yeah. the time by putting in something racial. And I remember there's some line in it that's supposed to be funny. And she's talking about, oh, we'll go out dancing. And, you know, she goes like, oh, what about my uh, tap dancing? And then she goes, and what about my black bottom? And that's like was a dance, the black I bottom. See. I and see. he makes some remark about her literal black bottom. So David Niven on Hard Times. Oh, yeah. This was yeah. released October 10th, or it escaped October 10th, <laughs> 1974, um, directed by Clive Donner, oh. a British director who made um, What's New Pussycat? Yeah. But he also made Charlie Chan and the Curse of the Dragon Queen oh, with Peter okay. Ustinov okay. and the Nude Bomb, which was the Get Smart oh! feature. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Did you yeah. find anything on uh, just, like, old Dracula? I just add that Roger Ebert gave it one star, saying it was a mess yeah, with the, Niv Niven the, as the only highlight. The yeah. Nude Bomb, that was the plot, that they had a bomb that would, would take, pe take, take people's, your people's, people's clothes, clothes off. off. <laughs> Yeah, that was the Get Smart movie. It was, yeah. Yeah. The Get Smart motion picture with uh, Vittorio Gossman was the villain. Yes. In that, and, which I don't know why I remember and that. And they didn't have um, Ed Platt. No, Ed Platt had died. Yeah. Yeah. And I, so when you're watching this guy, you're going, no, no, it needs Ed Platt. Who played the chief? I don't know. Well, if only we had a researcher handy. Could you find that, <laughs> what Paul? Are we looking for? Well, who played the chief know, in, like the in, 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 in the nude bomb? In the nude bomb. In his condition. Yes, with the, with the Munchausen. Munchausen See if you can overcome the just long enough to. Teresa know, Graves also came to a sad end. Teresa Graves from Laughing. Yeah. And Get Christy Love. Oh, Does that, anybody remember that you show? You under arrest, sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. She perished in a house fire. Oh. Very sad. Not to bring the room down. Oh. But that, uh, yeah. Oh, that's the kind of story I'd bring up. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I'll be playing the role of Gilbert Gottfried this week. As long yeah. as we're talking about bad oh, Dracula yes, comedies. The role of Gilbert Gottfried tonight will be played by, <laughs> by Max von Sydow. I got the cast here. I can't the tell. The nude Don bomb. Adams. Sylvia Crystal was in this. Yes, Rhonda she Fleming. was. Oh, Barbara Feldman was now, not. Some, some of these people I don't know. Barbara Dana Feldman? Elkar, could that be? Dana Elkar was the chief. Was the chief. Okay. Yeah, and, the guy and from and MacGyver. Victorio Gassman was in yeah, he was Bill the villain. Dana. Yeah, Bill Dana was in it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, Bill well, Dana was, used to, like, write. Norm, he was Norman Don Adams' Lloyd. best friend. Norman Lloyd. Norman Lloyd's Ooh, in the nude bomb? Yeah. Well, now we got to get him. 
Gary Imhoff. As long anyway. as I'm doing bad Dracula comedies, honorable mention to uh, Dracula Dead and Loving It. The Mel Brooks, oh, the Mel Brooks comedy. Oh, God. With our pal Steven Weber, who was funny in it. Yeah. However, moving on. I, I think he even described it as, you know, it was not Mel Brooks. Not at his best. best. And then he said it comes across more like a Mad Magazine parody. Well, it was Brooks, yeah. It was that Spaceballs era. Yeah. Mel Brooks. Yeah, I, it, I fight with people on Facebook. That, yeah, it about was those Mel Brooks not. Movies. Yeah, and, and they was like at that time period where people thought, oh, well, if you're going to make a parody, you put Leslie Nielsen sure. in it. And that <laughs> sure. will. He was that, in every that, one of them. Yeah. They cornered the market. Yeah. Yeah. He did a fugitive parody, an exorcist parody. And and it's like they thought, well, he's in it. Isn't that what makes it a success? Yeah. Amazing. Does this mean anything to you, Mr. Gottfried? Oh. From 1979, Nocturna, granddaughter of Dracula. No. Directed by oh. Harry Hurwitz. Oh, wait, wait. Before we, we go past... Dracula Dead and Loving You it, want to take another had, dump on Dracula Dead and Loving had, It. No, it had just one good line uh-huh. in the whole movie where it's like Harvey Corman is there as an expert and um and and Mel Brooks says to him, he goes, you know, do you have uh the book of the undead? And he goes, No. And he goes, Do you have uh, the van- the vampires of Prague. And he goes, no. And he goes, do you have Nosferatu? And and Harvey Coleman goes, yes, we have Nosferatu. We have Nosferatu today. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's a reason to see it. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Oh, boy, oh, boy. <laughs> well. So on, on Nocturna. Yeah, what do you got on Nocturna? Nocturna I've was, stumped him. Was, I've I've heard the name, but I'm not really. Could well, it be that could, he is this stumped? This could be pivotal to the whole show. Oh, oh. is is this is this uh, a, a poster I could jerk off to? I don't believe so. Well, uh, well oh. no, wait sadly. Now, wait a minute. It was but con- you never know. It, the movie was conceived by star Nye Bonet. Nye Bonet, Nye Bonet. Oh. directed a, by a, Harry Hurwitz, who v- made the the projectionist. Oh, geez. And she was a Vietnamese belly dancer, singer, and film actress. All right, Born Gilbert's interested Saigon, again. Yes, to a Vietnamese mother and French father. <laughs> and and I now, think. I think the cinematography was was done by Papillon Susu. That's where, exactly where I was going. I said maybe Nye Bonet and Papillon Susu are the same person. Well, if we can't get Papillon Susu on the show, can we get Nye Bonet? <laughs> so what was what was this gem? Uh, it was credit. Harry Hurwitz didn't even take a credit. He changed. He oh, took the credit. Harry oh, Tampa, man, which is a bad <laughs> sign. Tampa. This is the fourth and final time Carradine, John Carradine, played Count Dracula. Holy shit! And that's of interest. Um, it premiered in Paris at the Paris Festival of Fantastic Films. I don't even make, I can't even make sense of the plot. In order to cre- increase business and the supply of fresh blood at a hotel, at the Hotel Transylvania, Nocturna, who is the hotel manager, books, books an American disco group called The Moment of Truth oh, to oh, entertain boy. at the house. And it just gets stranger from there. But I'll tell you one interesting thing about it. Brother Theodore's in it. Oh my God! How about that, and Ivan De Carlo. Oh, jeez! Lily so, Munster. Consider yourself stumped, Gottfried. Oh God, yes. Uh, yeah, here, and what year was that? That was 1979. That it sounds like a 1979. How did you miss that one? 
Oh, here's another two that I'm you will know. I'm glad I did. Last week we talked about the legendary Al Adamson. Oh yes. And you talked about how yes. he was murdered and, and buried yeah. under his own swimming pool. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, it was a hot tub. I it was a, a little, hot tub. I did a little research. Oh, it was a jacuzzi. I'm not sure that so, makes it better. Yeah. So yeah. So, but there was a drifter. He hired involved. a drifter. Who he hired? Yeah. And he either built him a hot tub or pool, and then. For no reason at all, and they couldn't find Al Adamson anywhere, for no reason at all, it was totally plastered up, to which the drifter said, oh, he, I built it for him, and then he changed his mind. <laughs> his dead body was under so it. So the cops, yeah, they yeah, sledgehammered sick. the thing, and there was Al Adamson. That would have made a better film than this film, oh. Blood of Dracula's Castle. Does uh, that mean anything to you? Ooh, From 1967. See, I told you. Yeah. I wouldn't be That's with Adamson the Dracula also. ones quite as much with the Frankenstein. Once again, featuring John Carradine, oh, although this time geez. he plays a butler. <laughs> For reasons unknown, I he guess did he not, was having trouble walking. He did at not that play point. the count. And although, although his name was played up in the lurid ad campaign, John Carradine yeah. played the butler. Yeah, I went out of order for these just to because and, these are two Al Addison I, movies. I wouldn't be surprised if he worked on it for ten minutes and they chopped his part up and spread it through the uh, movie. Couldn't even name a second actor that was in. The, oh yes, no, no, that's another Al Adamson movie. Oh, she's John Carradine, Alexander Darcy, Paula Rayburn, Robert Dix. Do these names mean anything to you? No. Cinematography of, by all people, Laszlo Kovacs, oh. which is insanity. Uh, I can't make any sense of the plot. If you don't know this one, I'm going to move past it. Yeah. Uh, I did enjoy this line, though. Uh, the Townsend family are vampires who sleep in coffins and lure pretty girls to a castle to be drained of blood by their butler. John Carradine, yeah, who then mixes real ma Bloody Marys for the couple, which they drink from martini glasses. <laughs> and then it goes into something about women chained up in the basement and human sacrifice and well, a serial now killer. I see it. And then there's a werewolf. Oh God! <laughs> so, but do you know Doctor Dracula, also made by Al Adamson? Doctor, that sounds. The title sounds familiar. 1978. I don't know. This featured John Carradine as Hadley Radcliffe. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, John Carradine. Yeah, he was out there. He, he made a living in Bad Dracula films. He was out there. This is another uh, another uh, wonderful extravaganza made by Mr. Adamson. The plot, Albert, <laughs> this isn't even the plot. I found a little research on this. Adamson got his hands on an unreleased film called Lucifer's Women. Uh-huh. And uh, they recut it, and they mixed it with new footage vampire footage and then released it straight to TV. Well, that's that was the thing. That was the story with Dracula versus Frankenstein. Right. That he had a motorcycle picture Correct. with Ross Tamblin. Yeah. And they just chopped up the two together. We got to get Ross Tamblin to come oh, here and tell absolutely. us stories. He's got to work with David Lynch too. Um one thing interesting about this, uh Larry Hankin is in it. You know that actor? You know Larry Hankin? He was the guy that played uh the fake Kramer on Seinfeld, oh, when yes, Jerry gets yes, the new friends yes, to serve yes. a tall drink of water, yeah. and he was in the committee with Carl Gottlieb and Peter Bonners. Oh, and I and I think he was in Escape from Alcatraz. I think he, he was. He yeah. was in Escape from Alcatraz. He, yeah, yes. he always. Yes. he's like like about eight feet tall. You know Larry Hankin. You'd know him if you saw him. Yeah, in yeah. a second. He's you sort of a poor man's Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, very tall, drink of water. 
Uh, he, lots of comedies. The minute you see him, you go, you know, you know, he's always like the crazy guy. Okay, can I yeah. stump you with these last two oddities? Oh, absolutely. Before we get out of oh, here. Oh, I love this. Dracula's dog. <laughs> I know, once again, I know the title, Dracula's dog. I believe it's, it was a Doberman Pinscher. It was indeed. Was, was John Carradine in it? He was not, sadly, wow. but Jose Ferrer is. Jose Ferrer? Yes. Now, he's an Academy Award winner. Yes. So he's he was in Dracula's dog. He was. <laughs> You got to pay the bills, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Dracula's dog, also called they Zoltan. Must been, they must have been, at that point, throwing his furniture out in the street <laughs> when they accepted Dracula's dog. It was the UK title was Zoltan, Hound of Dracula. Oh, geez. See, now I heard that title, too. It starred uh, Jose Ferrer and I'm an actor you know, Michael Pataki. Oh, my God, yes. You know Michael Pataki. Michael Pataki. Was and, and among other things, he was in a movie or TV movie with Rod Steiger. Yes. Where he played a young Rod Steiger. What is that movie? Is it the movie maker? Mm, could be. I think we'll it's have the movie it maker. This, look up the, the movie maker, wheel, Rod Steiger. Wheel him over in his wheelchair because he's <laughs> suffering from Munchausen syndrome by proxy. <laughs> <This is a laughs> <19. laughs> Where did you pick this up? <laughs> Where did you pick it yeah. up? Look oh. at you. That, it's, it's, it hurts me to see you suffering. <laughs> it was based on Hounds of Dracula. Oh, okay. Uh, I assume that was a book or a Viewmaster. It sounds oh, like a Sherlock Holmes novel. The story revolves around a dog who is turned into a vampire by a member of the Dracula family. I'd also and like this to... was bad? Yeah, I'll... <laughs> I'd like to point out to our listeners, I did not do bad vampire movies, only movies about Dracula himself. So these movies only involve Dracula, and, or and, Dracula in the title. And did they fit a cocker spaniel with phony-looking fangs? No. <laughs> Here's the plot. A Romanian road crew accidentally blasts open a subterranean crypt. Okay. And the captain of the crew, fearing looters... Stations a guard near the site, but late at night, an earthquake, of course, okay. shakes loose one of the coffins, which slides down and lands at the feet of a confused guard. Curious as to what has fallen before him, the guard opens the coffin. He discovers the body of a dog. He removes the stake from the dog, which revives the vampiric Doberman pincher Zoltan. Wasn't Z was Zoltan the thing that got made Tom Hanks big and big? Wasn't that Zoltan? I, I think it was Zoltan. That might have been Zoltan or Zoltar. No, it's, it's an ointment that I use. <laughs> Zoltan. Michael Michael Pataki plays a mild mannered psychiatrist. There's something about a Winnebago. <laughs> it's very strange. Oh, and see if there's a Rod Steiger movie. The movie maker. I, I got the movie maker. I don't know if this is the right one, but... Uh, is it with so, Rod Steiger? It doesn't look like it. Dabney Coleman, Robert Culp. No, oh, yeah. Not... No, it is. Is that the one? Robert Culp is in it. Very good. Sa that, Sally, that, Sally Kellerman. Look at Gottfried. That look at him is, go. That is... Rod in... Steiger. Yeah. Rod Steiger is Because here. I remember R Robert Culp does one of those things that he's... He's angry at Rod Steiger, and Rod Steiger leaves the room. And Robert Culp does one of those actor moves where, like, he reaches his hand out, like he's going to say, and then drops his hand. And I thought, <laughs> I've got to try that in a movie. I'm still not over the story from last week where you were playing Vegas. 
You were washing your clothes in the what? In the in the chorus girls' dressing room. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> Frankenstein's daughter came on the television. Yes, and you were ecstatic because there was a nude scene. Yeah, with with <laughs> and and you realize the nude scene. These the the guy and girl were had probably been dead for twenty years by then. You know, yeah, like like. Like the girl probably died of Alzheimer's thirty years before. Michael Pataki's probably around. We should probably see oh, if we, we should get, get him. him on the show. Yeah. And what a guest Robert Culp would have so been. I have one more question. You could end this episode in triumph if Go. you can get oh. this one. Who wrote the movie maker? Oh well, uh, Rod Rod Sherling. Oh no. How about that guy? Huh? Not ahead of him. How about that guy you? sitting next to me? Okay, I'm going to wrap on this See, I won at the last second. If you get this one, Gottfried, I will come to your house and make you dinner for five days. Or blow me. Or that. Just, dinner. Pre- dinner I'd, I could go to I'd, McDonald's. I'd prefer the dinner myself. <laughs> Have you heard of Batman Fights Dracula from 1967? Well, who hasn't? <laughs> Don't cheat just to get the Hummer. <laughs> Batman fights I think Dracula. Th- they will be showing it on Turner Classic. Sure, <laughs> yes. sure. It is a 1967 Filipino film. <laughs> oh, this, no! But here's the bad. There's bad. This yeah. is a, this has a bad ending. Yeah, it has a bad ending. Ooh. It was it was directed by Leo Di Diaz and scripted by Bert Mendoza. I see all their movies. The film was not authorized by DC, uh, DC are, Comics. Are you, you Bert Mendoza? See. <laughs> Is, is this Bert a Dracula film? See, <laughs> who's the leading actress? Sue. Her name is Sue. See, doing Mel Blanc. <laughs> the film, which was not authorized by DC Comics, is considered lost. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was considered lost before it was considered lost. We should send our investigative crew over to the if Philippines. Anyone, it starred, I love this, it starred Ying Abalos, who somehow managed to get his name above the title. <laughs> he must have been a big star. Yes. And it also starred Nort Nepeco Moreno, Dante Rivero, and Ramo, Ramon de Salva. If anybody within the sound of my voice knows anything about they, Batman Fights Dracula. They just didn't market it right. <laughs> We could, we could make a contribution to Western culture if we could find this film. Yeah. He amazes me. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. I thought you, I, I, thought you I had you quite as you were right. You weren't quite yeah. as sharp with the Dracula no. pictures as you were with the Frankenstein movie. What if I did Wolfmen uh, of, of you know werewolf see, movies? See, now this is funny because Wolfman, the title Wolfman, could only be either the original Cheney's or uh, Benicio del Toro. That's right. Well, there was the Werewolf of werewolves. There was Werewolf of London. Yeah. With uh, Henry Hull. We'll we'll have to do that next okay, time. Okay, we'll do a we'll See, do ba- those, bad bad werewolf films. But Cheney and Henry Hull were good films, so we yes. got to find a really shitty. Oh, ones. what makes me think we can? <laughs> <laughs> No sex for you. You did not know Batman fights Dracula. (laughs) So that's all I got, kid. See, so now I have to go home and whack it because I didn't know. Well, Well, be thankful you don't have Munchausen's by proxy. I mean, there's always look on the bright side. I know. See, and the idea... That that Raybone made it here today with that disorder. He's a trooper. Yes. There's nothing more that can be said about him. So uh, this has been shitty Dracula films (laughs) for 200. And uh, this has been Gilbert and Frank's 
amazing, colossal obsessions with the suffering Raybone who has Munchausen syndrome. Happy Halloween, everybody. Reminds me of that story about the guy who's cleaning up the elephant tropics and somebody says, why don't you get a better job? He goes, leave Leave show business. business. (laughs) (laughs) See you next time. Colossal Obsessions.